Well, good morning and welcome to the Sports Bar Show. Chewing the fact and talking balls. And I'm at the Sports Bar Show. Well, at the Sports Bar. Hey, look at this. What is this? It's uh, it's having a new look. It looks like the uh, the Bernabeu. Yeah. The well, Bernabeu in Bay Cup. We can't, we can't uh, literally be in it, but we can yeah. pretend to be in it. Yeah. And you've had... Uh, you've no, been, no, 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 no. No, I'm jumping the gun what, here, aren't What have you done this week, mate? What have you done this week? <laughs> <laughs> we don't do scripts. Yeah, we do. Anyway, anyway what have you done this week? Well, you know what? If you've seen the news lately and everything else, what goes on on all fronts, there's, uh, there's certainly a lot of pricks around. You know? <laughs> literally. Uh, literally. Literally. Recently, yeah. seen a lot of things going on. You know, attacking police vans and... Uh, yeah, down in uh, Bristol. Down and... in Bristol, it's crazy. And, you know, all these... Bits of uh, supposedly riots or what, whatever is going on, um, and then obviously getting your prick for uh, yeah. COVID. Have you had your prick? That's why I, I was amongst them. I was amongst the pricks on Monday. <laughs> felt, gr- felt great after. I felt, you can't be a, a good prick, you know. <laughs> well, so so bad. <laughs> well, uh, Boris and, uh, and uh, Matt Hancock keep saying they're all right. Well, to be honest, I've heard all sorts of tales about it. Uh, I can only go off my experience, and to be perfectly honest, I didn't realise that I didn't done. No. Felt nothing after after the event, felt nothing. So when's your second one then? When do you, do you have to go, is it a couple of months? Uh, uh, yeah, they said they'd be in touch, yeah, a couple of months, yeah. yeah. So, well, I'm hoping this is working because it's, uh, it's been a while since I've been back at, you know, doing it this uh, this way, so hopefully the audio's coming out loud and clear. But uh, a couple of talk. we didn't really know what to talk about this week. Uh, there's quite a few things circling, but we wanted to talk about the news of the FA. I know that Ollie Bayliss has been on social media quite a lot this week, putting the uh, the different stages. It's going to be in steps. Have you seen the the plan of attack or the uh, government's plan I, to I have, get? I have to, I have to study it. Yeah, but let, let me tell you, the only steps I know is the uh, they were in a bad singing group, were they? Steps. <laughs> Tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> You're on one today, <laughs> but yeah, we're looking at the steps. You were looking at the uh, yeah, I mean the steps uh, as well. You know, seriously, I mean, listen, I'm not going to start banging the drum and harping on about about this COVID situation and uh, and, and this, why do they not simplify it? They're bringing football back, but sim- just simplify it. Yeah, because it, it you know, seems a little bit complicated. It's complicated. Football's football. So if they're bringing football back, we're all coming back and we all have to adhere. Even if you want to implement the steps, I ain't got a problem with implementing the steps. But let's not have one rule for one section and one rule for another section and one rule for another section because it all gets misinterpreted. Mm. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, we are, let's get it right, we are not grassroots. No. We are non-elite. National League system. National League system. So what? What my point being, instead of overcomplicating everything, because grassroots can do one thing, but we can't till a, a certain date, and then we can do whatever we've got to do. Would it not just be easier, better, to just have us all doing the same thing at the same time? Well, yeah, that that would be easier for well, easier for everyone. Well, I think so. And, and you've got to realise as well, I, I don't get it. You know, it's saying we can't have, you know, definitely there's no spectators, no fans until May 14th. Yeah. But I'm looking at the steps, right? Mm-hmm. It, in step one, you've got the 8th of March, schools returning, yeah, yeah. 29th of March, outdoor grassroots football returns mm-hmm. following all FA guidance. No spectators. How are you going to manage that? What about parents? Well, have they not taken that into consideration? Well, at grassroots, I mean, how does a young, how does a, I mean, we've just seen, I mean, how does a young lad get himself to game? Well, we've just seen a horrendous program that's gone on television about, about what's gone on, you know, with, with the, you know, the Benel situation, you know, also the safeguarding. Yeah. So these kids have got to get to football with the parents and be safeguarded. Yeah. So, there must be some. There must be something when you look into it deeper. There's got to be some sort of overriding factor to be able to safeguard the mm. the children. So the parents obviously are going to have to be with them. Surely, yeah. uh, I, I, 
he's got to be. Because it says no spectators, no changing rooms, and no hospitality. But yeah, well, let's be honest. I mean, let, let's be honest. If you're going to be grassroots football, you know, there's the kids. They don't get changed in back back car, car or war changed or or whatever, and they, they don't need changing rooms, and they just go out and run around on a park pitch. Or that's, that, not, that, that's not really a problem. That's not really an issue. But then, what about us? You know, guys, like you said, the uh, national league system. When are you hoping to get your lads back in and? Get them out on the training ground. Well, our lads will be back in. We can come back. I think it's after the 28th of... Uh, I'm right on these dates. I think it's the 28th of March. Um, they can come in in groups of six. So you can have training in groups of six. Or we, we, I've got uh, a meeting scheduled with my head coach and, uh, and the, uh, the other coaches of the club on Saturday. And... Uh, we're going to have a plan of action from there to take us forward, um, you know, for the ensuing months, yeah. the, you know, and, and make sure that the lads, it'll be great to get back amongst the lads. Uh, it'll be great for them to start kicking a ball about because let's be, let's be fair, you know, at, at every level they've been starved of football, you know, and they haven't been able to play. So no. it'll be great to, you know, it's like starting all over, isn't it? Yeah. That's what it is. That is. And then football-wise, well, we've had a look at the, you've got the step two, uh, which is the 12th of April. That's indoor football for under-18s return subject to government. But then football-wise for us, when, when can we, when can spectators come back into the ground? 14th of May, uh, 17th of May. Not before then? Not before. Well, there's a grey area with this. What's that? Well, you probably won't have it there no but, but hospitality so basically if you've got a beer garden so this is my point now if you've got a beer garden yeah you can serve alcohol as long as the social distance and you keep keep to the rules you can serve alcohol in the beer garden so take bake up for instance We've got a massive beer garden. No, 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 not to be serious. We've got a beer garden, right? Yeah. Which overlooks the pitch. We have. New Mills have said. Yeah. We've got a beer garden that overlooks the pitch. Mm. So, technically, indirectly, you can't have spectators in, but you can, if they're not spectators, what are they supposed to do? But they can't place the pitch and have a blindfold on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've got a beer garden, so we can actually serve beer. beer. If you, if, if you're in the beer garden, but you, you can't, you can't you, look, you can't have, look to the pitch because you can't watch your, football. You'll have to have your back to the pitch. <laughs> you know, who thinks these things up? The crackers. Yeah. Yeah, there's an awful lot. Well, as you said, there's a lot of football clubs that have got beer gardens attached because in the hundred percent. Yeah, and that's the way around it. Well, it's going to cause some headaches. You can't have fans in. Well, you can't yeah. have fans in, so seriously, you can't have fans in. But you can have your sports bar open. Sports bar. Drinking outside in your beer garden. In your beer garden. Happy so, days. So, and we can play football. <laughs> so, if we play football, we've got a game on, yeah. on day up, as long as we're sticking to strict COVID guidelines yeah. all throughout. Yeah. The beer garden. They're not paying spectators because you're not allowed spectators, but they can actually get access to the. Come in the beer garden. Come in the beer garden. Sit and have a, and have a pint and some chips and some friend pie. <laughs> but you know, uh, if they want to look in that direction, that's it. Yeah, well, we can't manage that, can we? No, so, uh, really, they've got to sit, <laughs> they've got to sit with their back to picture. They can't see that happening. Zero, dear. Uh, so, anyway, it's zero, dear. It is zero, dear. They obviously haven't thought that one out, but there is a lot of clubs out there that's uh, that's uh, got that situation, yeah. and we are one of them, yeah. And then the final step, step four, according you know, on this uh, this diagram here, uh, they're hoping that the twenty first of June, uh, no legal limits on gatherings and uh, larger events allowed. So, yeah, but as we know, twenty first of June that can all change. You're in close season at twenty first of June. Anything, anyway, you yeah. know, it's close season. That's that's what it is. But I've got a sneaky feeling. Well. Nothing's been, but I have a very, very suspicion, sneaky feeling. And it, and, and what I'm going to say now does make quite a lot of sense to me, given what's gone on the last uh, two football seasons. I, I kind of think that the our league season 
for for us. I might I might I could be wrong, this is an official. It's just my sneaky feeling. Because as you know, I've kept close to all the everything right from the very off with everything. Uh, yeah. I study it, listen to people, taking you know information. If I don't if I'm not sure about something, I pick a phone up yeah, and ask, ask the questions ask to the, the right questions people. To the right people. Well, I have a sneaky, sneaky feeling that the Northwest Counties League could kick off early July, which is right. probably a month sooner than we normally kick off. Yeah. What well, is a kind of a, a buffer zone, or a, like, uh, just in case we I come think, into some kind of issue? I think that is exactly what will happen. And if you analyse it, so if you think about the month and if you take even last year when we were in the you know we with the covid situation even last year if you look at july it wasn't really a, a bad month it was a, it was no. quite decent yeah. so it, it was a decent month so if you think about you know you're playing on better football pitches the climate's better uh there is obviously an issue because there'll be a crossover with cricket there'll be you know there'll be some clubs out there that share with cricket facilities so that might be a pose a bit of a problem but in terms of in reality if you think about it how many games you, you could get in in july and then and then build up to august and then into september mm. so if there is another spike appears and there is and there's it's always it, it, has, it has been predicted there's going to be yeah so when we start hitting the yeah. Winter but at least if you've got plenty of games but, under your belt yeah, already, exactly. there's a bit of a buffer zone there. Uh, there's a buffer zone, then when the spikes are predicted and it, you could class that as a winter break. Yeah, it won't cause as it many won't issues. Cause as many issues. And then hopefully the powers that be will have implemented, in the, the FA will have inter implemented on the standardised rules, proper rules that, 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 uh, uh, that will cover in the eventuality if you know like like let's be honest if you have a, an insurance policy now you know and you read the small print of an insurance policy it always talks about earthquakes or uh or bombs yeah. and stuff like that don't they yeah. and your insurance policy yeah. national uh natural uh disasters yeah disasters yeah. but you see the fa in the standardized rules haven't thought about this because who'd have thought about this it's, it's, it's 12 months ago yeah but where they've made a mistake is that this time last year it should have been implemented ready for this year mm. this season and it didn't they didn't learn from it but they will learn from it now and i know for a fact that they will uh and you'll see it it'll come out over place. the next uh few weeks that they will have something in place that will be a standardized rules which will cover in the rules in the eventuality if uh covid strikes again there's a disruption you won't have to kind of null and void another football season yeah i also know that the the fa cup's been announced as well hasn't it the uh extra preliminary rounds the dates have already been set i believe yeah but yeah, they have, yeah, the, the beginning of August. Yeah. Uh, that don't usually count for us because we uh, oh, we can't. <laughs> don't, don't, get me, don't really get me on that. I'm not FA doing. Cup. No, we can't. Well, let me talk about the FA Cup. Right? It's, 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 it'll be it'll be different again this year. But we we were always a club that was always in the FA Cup. It's only the last few years we've never been in there. And for all those fans out there that think that you know it's FA Cup where they haven't applied, we apply every year. And in fact. We just we've applied now. I put my my uh, the club money went into the FA last week, so we were in, we we we've entered, uh, paid our money to enter the FA Cup and FA that, right? Which we do every year. Uh, uh, this year for next season is no different. We've already done it, and this is a bone of contention with the FA Cup. The FA Cup we've always been in it. I know it states that you can't guarantee, but. You know, we're going to come back to this ground share. And every time that the FA decide to uh, allow clubs in to the to the system that don't have their own facilities, so they're a club that. So if you take the amount of number of clubs that is all over yeah, the this, country, this, this got, quite a lot. So then, if you take in all the number of clubs that are all over the country that have not got their own facility, they set up a club, um, up the ground sharing. Then straight away, 
right, so all the the feel that they, they, they want to enter the FA Cup as well, because yeah. everybody wants to yeah. take part in the FA Cup. But what happens is they're oversubscribed then. Yeah. It's a knock-on effect. It's a knock-on effect. So then because it's oversubscribed, what's happened is they, they, they've always gone on a points-per-game basis right over the right over the, 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 the national pyramid on uh, who gets in and who, who doesn't get in. So like if you're a step-six club and you're finished in the, probably the top five six, you, there'd still be a chance that you get in the FA Cup. But anything below probably... Seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth, and down. Yeah. You, you, you wouldn't get in because it's always, you know, like I said, it's always subscribed. And it's gone in the past on a points per game. And as we know about a points per game scenario, that's not even an equal. This is one of the reasons why they want the perfect pyramid because it's not an equal playing field, as we've touched on on this show before. What happens is the Northwest Counties could be operating on twenty-two teams, twenty teams, but there's teams, there's, there's leagues over on. On like the East Coast or whatever, they're in Norfolk, yeah. that are probably only operating on 18 teams. Yeah. You know, also straight away, how is your points per, per game situation? Well, you can't structure it right. You can't yeah. structure it right, exactly. I mean, if we're going to do it that way, then we should get promotion this season because we play, <laughs> we've got an 100% record, having played six that games. That was never going to happen. Having, having played six games yeah. and, and only having lost one, and, and the one we lost were in the FA Bars. Yeah. You know, so in the in the league, you know, we've got an 100% record, but it would never go that. Like you say, no. it's Mickey Mansion, you don't expect it to fair. happen. But in all the times we've not got in the FA Cup, it should, that shouldn't the scenario shouldn't have happened anywhere no. on a point per game because it's not an equal playing field mm. is what I'm saying so my board of contention so last year they decided and I thought oh we might have a chance this time talked about winning a raffle you can't, <laughs> can't win a raffle <laughs> because they decided they're having a raffle last year yeah oh, we're doing it on lots we'll draw and we still didn't do and we still didn't even get it but anyway, I've sent him. I've sent him money. I've sent yeah. it off. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Hopefully, it, it, it's not about. I think every club, might, you know, we should have a, a probably a program on 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 the FA Cup because I I think it's only right that every club in the National League system uh, have a divine right to be in that to be in the FA Cup because it's a, it's the it's the people's trend. It's the people's cup. And and they should have a divine right. Yeah. And I spoke to people like the who take an avid, avid interest in the FA Cup. Like there's a somebody on Twitter. It's the FA Cup twi Twitter. Yeah, you got the fact files and all fact that kind files of stuff. and everything. And they basically said to me, you know, with all the teams that are that are they're in, there is a way that they can get round it and do it. Uh, but it's it's again, it's it comes back to are the FA and really do they want to? Do they want to? But you know, what makes the FA Cup, I'm sorry, you know, seeing... The David and Goliath situation. Leicester City and Manchester United doesn't make the FA Cup. No. What makes the FA Cup? Is your Marines, is your Marines, exactly. Marines and Tottenham's? Yeah, Marines Tottenham. You know, Charlie, Derby County. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's what makes the FA Cup. And it more is. and more, it, 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 we, 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 us teams, wherever we are in the National League system, should be a part of it and be allowed to and be in, part in, of it. in many respects as well, Brent, it, it's it's one of the few ways that the smaller clubs can make a little bit of brass along the way. Well, there's not many, there's no, not many competitions. Well, you, you can, can make get, that kind of prize money. prize money. There's no prize money in our domestic competition. No. We, and the other thing is, we get penalised. Look, listen, we get penalised... And when I say we, I'm talking all football clubs at the bottom end of the of the football system. We get penalised on all fronts. We get penalised because, dare I say, we have referees that have just come out of school yeah. because they're learning. And I get that people have got to uh, take on board and learn somewhere and they've got to be somewhere. But you know yourself, it's like even when you just pass your test, you make mistakes. You know, you're ropey for a, for, you, you, for a exactly. long while. So we, so those clubs get penalised on that situation on all fronts. It's not just about decision making of a referee when he makes uh, a bad decision, what it can cost you, when it can cost you um, uh, goals, uh, for us, goals for us and goals against. It's not just that situation. It's a situation that's a, a knock-on effect on other situations where... You know, a player gets sent off, or 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 or, or anything like that. You know, and, and you're losing them for games when it's all down to the mistakes are are more 
red in the way at the lower end of the scale than they are at the top end of the scale. Yeah. So we get punished for that because we unfortunately we're at the lower end of the scale. Yeah. Yeah. Equally, at the lower end of the scale, us clubs don't get the the privilege and the rights of the television companies want to film our games. Yeah. Uh, I wish they would, and I wish there'd be a channel that yeah. did, because yeah. I'll tell you now... If you're well subscribed. It would be. And, and the standard yeah. of yeah. football at non-league yeah. level further down the, the, the pyramid yeah. is, is, is extremely good. And it'd be excellent as a scouting tool, wouldn't it? Well, correct. So, but we get penalised for that, because, as you know, when a club... When the television cameras decide to come to your ground, there's money available, yeah. you know, from the television companies. So we get penalised because that doesn't happen. So where else can we make any money from away from your normal business activities? The FA Cup. Yeah. We get penalised because we can't yeah. get in now because there's yeah. oversubscribed. And the prize money's been increased over the last, you know, the FA, I must say, they have increased the, the prize money. So it makes it even more uh, appealing to the. Clubs. But we, 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 we get it all ends up. So that's why, you know, it, it's a it's a tough ask and it's a ta it's a task, but you know, the best place to be is higher up the pyramid. But unfortunately, it's just that's easier said than not that. everyone can be there. Exactly. So it, 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 it is tough, it is tough. So we get penalized all ends up. Um, but it is what it is, and um, you know, I, I think the powers that be you should take Again, I keep coming down to you should take a, a, a good look at the game as a whole in the national league system. No, we have another board of contention which will probably come out over the next year. I'm not going to really say a lot about it because I don't want to preempt it, but I've been bang, banging the drum about when clubs get relegated from step six. Yeah. And, you know, it's just they fall off a cliff edge. Yeah. Well, we, that, co we covered it on. If you want to watch that, you can go. That was on last week's show, wasn't it? Yeah, and we I talked about that. that. We talked about it, and then I don't think that's right. And, and to be honest, there will be some movements on that because there's things happening. I don't want to pre-empty anything. No. There are things going but it's on positive. in the background, but it's positive. And, and, you know, and I'm, I'm getting good positive vibes back from the powers that be over that and with the backing as well of the uh, yeah. the Northwest Counties League. So we'll keep you posted on all that information in, in due course. We did have a chat in the week uh, as we often uh, do football managers there's a lot of activity going on just, at the moment just, just, just a minute go on simon olding's gone on there he said get the mint imperials out do you know what that is hold on a second where is it there he is let's bring him up on the screen yeah i did i didn't see that actually there he is the mint imperials brent you, you you've already told me but tell the viewers well it was funny i have a meeting yesterday uh for those who don't got a tactics board <laughs> well, not over here, I haven't. <laughs> yeah, so Simon is, uh, we go back a long way. I mean, Simon was a player for Baker Borough. He played uh, played for Rossendale United, had a good career at, at non-league football, um, played under me, and then I, he, he became my assistant manager at, at, uh, at Glossop and uh, Rossendale United, of which both clubs were successful at. And we had a, it was more of a business meeting. I had a business meeting with him yesterday. But as we do, we always get on about football. Yeah. And we got on about football. And we got on about uh, situations and different uh, team shapes and roles and responsibilities. Needless to say, uh, sometimes uh, when, I, when I've got, no, I use a table. I haven't got a tactic board, so I use a table. <laughs> and I've got, so, and then I use, uh, I use, Bottles from behind the bar, yeah. As, as players, bottle, to, bottle tops, or no, no bottles. bottles. I usually get the bottles out. So, you got a Budweiser centre forward, yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually, get the false nine is a bottle of course. If we haven't got the bottle, if we haven't got the bottles, <laughs> Who's your off? Brit Vic? Yeah, Brit Vic, yeah. If we haven't got the bottles, I use beer mats. And it, uh, but as it were yesterday, I didn't have either. I, 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 I weren't going to the fridges to get the bottles out, yeah. I had no beer, Matt, so I don't know what did I do? I went and got the tray of Mint Imperial. Well, you, you had it. <laughs> I don't, I don't. It's, a, it's on a silver platter. It's got a silver platter, and it's just covered, it's just covered in Mint Imperials. <laughs> so yeah. what were you doing? So I got the Mint Imperials. I said, right, Simon, we got the coins. I said, there's the coins. You set Bur and he set Burnley up. Yeah. So I set up how we play against them. And I said, we set traps. These are the traps. We in order to lure him in, lure him in. We set traps and then we bounce. You know, my lads, our, our lads, I'm not saying my lads, 
they've got you know they've got it off to a team yeah but you've got to have the right caliber of player to be able to do it but we had the mint imperials out and that's why for the standing joke on twitter last night yeah. i said uh because there's a bit of banter going on, on twitter and i said even the meeting mint imperials have beat san marino <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's what yeah. Simon's on about so yeah. anyway going back to what you were you were saying yeah yeah going back we, you know we've, we've chatted a bit over the week about football management about what's been happening you know a lot of two in and throwing Notts county rochdale salford city as well and we've been touching upon it and you were you were talking about it this morning what's your thoughts on uh on what's going on do you mean changing managers yeah well the first thing i'm going to say is that i am not gonna i'm not gonna come on the show and criticize any football club because no. the football club have reasons and it could be this sometimes there's reasons that don't come out in the open and we're not privy to them reasons i certainly wouldn't go and all that Gary Neville and Salford City have come in for a lot, a lot of stick uh, over this last week or so because of what's happened in a short space of time. They had Graham Alexander, you know, who looked like he was doing a good job, steady away, you know, they were, you know, oh yeah, it's like anything, you know, a football season. And I keep saying it, if you take a manager on, Right, if you take a manager on, in my opinion, this is just the way that I would try and do it, is you back him and you give him a contract and you've got to see him out. Because that's where you be. So if you if you're not sure about him and you only want to give him a twelve month contract, well we'll see it out for twelve give him a twelve month contract, see it out for twelve months. The season. If you only want to give the guy a six month contract, but well, how you can do a job in six months when you're taking over somebody else's yeah. as as uh personnel sometimes you've got to change the old structure sometimes of the you have because contracts are in place and and obviously you can't wheel people out so there's a lot of it there's a lot of things that are involved in it it's not easy when a when you appoint a manager and a manager comes in and has got to take over so going back to the graham alexander situation i thought graham alexander doing a steady job i think they were under just under the playoffs uh you know they were there and thereabouts they might have had a couple of bad results but you're not going to go through no club i don't care who it is it's going to go all the entire season without winning no but they're really touching distance yeah but they're not going to go yeah. on full season without losing games no. so it's going to happen but surprisingly and we are not privy and i'm not privy because like i said i'm not going to slag anybody off he was moved on he was sacked and he you know you know but listen it might not it might have been a situation it could have been it could have been a situation where you know he's been questioned and graham said doesn't like me he didn't like being questioned and uh, obviously it's, there's been a bit of a, a disagreement and each disagreement and it's kind of like part of the way the so it, it's not forced to have been solved for it, it kind of been could have been pushed on him by the manager himself because he didn't like how yeah. things were being run i don't know yeah. i'm not privy but equally then the situation they bring Richie Wellings in, which me again, well, it's not you know, from the situation where what I've got to say is, is from the situation where Salford are, and the fact that Gary Neville and Paul Scholes and the class of '92, Chris Casper, and the likes are, are, are well connected in the game and know lots and lots of coaches out there and good coaches know lots and lots of managers out there and good managers it kind of shocks me sometimes that the, some of the appointment or this appointment or that they made yeah. has happened because i'm thinking wow you know where's this one coming from and they've got a network when they've got a network now, yeah. you, some people might be cynical out there and turn around and say, yeah, but some of a lot of the managers and coaches that they know, are, um, are, 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 are a lot of the managers and coaches that they know might be demanding, you know, quite a bit of money. But listen, we could say that at every level. I, I revert that to Baker Borough. You know, as you've seen on this wall in here, some of the players that we've had here that's great football league level. And really, if they went to... If they went to uh, a football, you know, or, or a non-league team higher up the, the pyramid, you know, they would be demanding lots, lots more money. But I've managed to attract them here, and I say it all the time, I can attract 
minimum, you know, Rolls Royce players for mini minor money because I think it's I think it's the way that you speak to people yeah. and it's your honesty. And give them the vision. And give them the what vision you... and what what you want to do. So I'm not trying to tell the class of '92, Chris Casper, Frank. Uh, Chris Casper, uh, Gary Neville, or anything out of them Salford, but I would have thought in the network that they've got, that's the kind that they, they'd be able to pick yeah, the best the for less. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. I think they should be able to pick the best for less and sell their club to to the individual. Yeah, but what's happened is I don't know. Again, obviously it's a shock that that, that, that they sack, you know, Richard Welland. So they, they, they they'll have a, a, an opinion for that and the reasons why. We don't know why, but I just think it. What chance again? What chance has he got? He's took over a team a few months, a few weeks ago, a couple of months ago, or whatever. Um, and Rome wasn't built in a day. No. But he's gone. Yeah. I know they've brought someone else in. Um, in Gary. In Gary, Gary Boyle. They brought Gary Boyle. Experienced manager. Yeah, exactly. But from all intents and purposes, he's only there till the end of the season. Yeah. Which is another story, which tells me that somewhere along the line, they've got. It sends a long, wrong message out. Well, it's somewhere along the line they could have the right per they could have the person they really want in the summer. But he could be contracted at yeah, the minute. Yeah. We don't know. We're not privy. But obviously it doesn't look good when you're an outsider looking in. No. It looks, when you're just putting a stop gap in. It, well, keep sacking your managers. I don't think it's it's healthy. No. But again, I'm not here. I, I'd like to think we as a club at Baker Borough have got a great relationship. I mean, I'm friendly we, we, we you know, we, we, with Chris Casper, so I'm not going to come in here and come on this show and start knocking Salford City and it ain't happening. You know, <laughs> he, you he, want... told, he told me that in the week. He said, that's not happening today. <laughs> it's not happening. So, you know, but, yeah. But, but in terms of, I just have my belief that when you give somebody the, you, 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 well, we've, we've argued on here, we, we've had this on this show about the Barrow situation. You yeah. know, when they appointed a manager at Barrow in, 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 in kind of David Dunn, what, you know, what chance? And it makes me it makes me think sometimes. I mean, if you look at the Barrow situation now, and I'll probably get, no doubt, we'll be inundated with their fans on yeah. social media giving us all... Yeah, we've had, a, we've had a bit of battering from them. But it makes you wonder sometimes that they've gone with another manager now that was on the coaching staff all along. And, and, they're, pulling, and they're ripping up trees. And, yeah, but sometimes I think... I think, you know, it happens, I'm sorry, that this is why you've got to appoint your your trusted lieutenants, the people who are working with you and your team around you, that you've got to have the right people because if you, it's, it's, it's rife throughout football. You mean just in case there's someone willing to stab you in the back? Well, if it's rife throughout football, it happens, it's happening all the time. Yeah. And these people... With ulterior motives. Yeah, exactly. And it's the same with players. It happens with players. You know... Players are your best yeah. mate when you get... When well, you game. touched upon it many times. We had it on the show a few weeks back with the the fantastic interview with Roy Hodgson. We brought it up on the screen and it was two minutes of of honesty and it was magic from uh, from Roy because it, it was something which is kind of mirrored from the top of the game right down to the bottom. Yeah, I mean, he brought it up, didn't he? He turned around and said when he, he brought Ben Teckett, was it Ben Teckett? Yeah, he brought Ben, ben Teckett against Brighton. He, and, and, he, and he scores a great goal and... Uh, and, uh, and he does the interview after, and he's saying that, look, you, you know, it happens. It, it's happening all the time when players aren't in the aren't, aren't in the team or whatever. Uh, you, you know, you're the worst manager. You don't know what you're doing. Well, that's point. That's. But he says, you know, but then you'll get other players that'll get their heads down. They'll uh, work hard. They'll go on and and try harder, and you know, do all of the things that they should be doing in order to make sure that the manager can't leave you out the next yeah. time. But I'm sorry, whether you're a player or whether you're a coach, sorry, there's a, there's a lot of poison people out there. And, it, and it's wrong. And, and, you know, what I've tried to do at, at my football club, when I ever see any signs of anything that's uh, kind of backstabbing, and I'm not saying backstabbing the manager or backstabbing the coach, or I'm talking sometimes it can be backstabbing another player. Yeah. That's a team there. You're just leaving a negative attitude. Uh energy in the, in the dressing room and when i smell it and, I, and believe me i can smell it i've been in the game a long yeah. while so i can smell it i can see it and they haven't been you know i might look like it even when you're staffing the club what's not nothing to do with the playing side yeah. 
I can tell you've got one eye on it. I've got one eye. I watch everything that goes on. They think I'm not even looking up, but I know everything <laughs> that goes on and I can spot yeah, it. You do. Right. So my my point is and it and it, it, it kind of happens. So if we talk about if we talk about managers, right, and coaches, let's let's put it in this scenario. You could end up with a coach who's employed by a club, already at the club. He's desperate, and the players are desperate, who's already at the club, for him to throw his hat in the ring. Yeah. Well, you put in for it. You put in for yeah. it. So he goes, yeah, I will do it. So he puts in. So he goes through the normal channels, but there's other outsiders that are putting in for it as well, mm. right? So then all of a sudden, the guy who's in there is a coach. He's shortlisted, but he's shortlisted with an outsider. Yeah. But then they decide not to give it the coach. The coach stays in his position. But the outsider gets the, the position. But the outsider gets the job. Yeah. He comes in, so then all of a sudden, he's got a thankless task to start with. You might turn around and say, these players are pro, so they should just put on. Yeah. They wanted him. Yeah. They wanted you. It's friction straight away. So straight away, he's got a problem. Yeah. Now he's got to try and win them players over, and he's got to try and win the coach over. It's... Guarantee you could be pain in the wind with that one. Well, hang on. What can happen if he hits the ground running and results are good? Nobody can say anything. No, if he his results are if they are, are constantly bad, it's question marks. What happens is there's bombs being dropped behind his back everywhere. What the heck in hell is he doing in this job? What yeah. he can't do this? What's he, yeah, Why because they can anywhere? straight away justify. Why he's getting slapped and then the same, and then the, and then obviously you get the coach then who didn't get the job because he's got the players back in. He's dropping hints into the right people behind the scenes who, who's a kind of a director and says the lads aren't happy, you know. What do you mean? Yeah. Well, they're not happy with him. And he's done this and he's he dropped the fans' favourite, hasn't he? He's left the fans' favourite out and all that. So before you know where then he's dropping bombs to the chairman, yeah. uh, not the chairman, to a director. Yeah. And then the director it gets brought into a boardroom. So before you know where you are, you've got anarchy. Critical. Critical. You follow me? Yeah. That, it and then what happens is... And it can happen so quickly. The manager gets sacked who's brought in or gets relieved of his duties. And surprise, surprise. Yeah. We'll give you it till the end of the season, yeah. and then all, and of, all sudden, of a sudden, this team that we're getting beat every single week start winning games. It's no surprise, is it? <laughs> uh, and it happens at the top, and it happens at the bottom, uh, uh, even in non-league. Yeah, even in non-league, even in non-league, and that's why. And you, it's the same players. That's why. That's why managers have got to be very, very careful. Even in non-league, and who they bring. I told one of my former coaches here. Who were desperate, obviously, to, to get to get on and do well, and uh, which you've got no problem with. And I were giving him a bit of a leg up to, 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 to do it. But I had a conversation with him one time, and he's like, he think, and I said, Listen, so and so who's just been appointed at, at, at a club ain't going to take you on. He don't know you from a bar of salt. So I'll tell you now, he's not going to take you on as a number two. He said, Why not? I said, Because he don't know you. I said, Because if he, if, if you end up doing things that's different to what how he believes it should be done straight away there are conflict because you're against him and he's kind of he's picked the wrong man in you yeah i said and, and then before you know where you are you'll get comfortable with the players if you're not which is obvious because you're the court and then you might start saying to the players i would drop you you become you a threat should. you become a threat then so you should you should be in and that player, because he's been dropped, he's scared anyway, yeah. so he starts to befriend you. Yeah, yeah. Because he thinks you're in his corner. And I said, and it's poison. It's poison. So I said, as a manager, unless the manager who's appointed you, and that's no disrespect to you, yeah. if the manager that's appointed you is wet behind the ears, which there is a lot out there that are, yeah. well, they've made the bed the lie on it because that is the situation that could happen. Is that why you always seem to get the same teams, like the... The Neil Warnock's working alongside Kevin Blackwell's. I think so, yeah. Because he, he can trust each other with life. Correct. Right. Yeah. Right. They might not always they don't get on. I mean you read You see it at Sheffield Wednesday, you know, with What's John Coleman and Jimmy Bell? Yeah. Prime example. 
They've stopped the car. John Coleman will tell you he stopped the car many a time after games and going home, <laughs> yeah. and they're nearly fighting. Yeah, because they can't agree. Yeah, but they're best of mates. John Owen um, and yeah, uh, John Owen Bernard. Bernard. Yeah, <laughs> best of mates. Yeah, and they'll about they'll have argument. I know they have a but they trust each other with the Trust each other. Yeah, it's massive. You need it. Mm. You and Dave. Me and Dave, and before that, you know Andy Hill. Yeah. You've got to have that, and it's respect. Yeah. And you've got to have people you can't have because, look, I'm sorry, I respect, and I'm, I, no, listen, we all want the same end in football. We all want to win leagues. We all want to win cups. We, it's a competition. So we, you know, like, who can I think? You know, there's like Michael Morrison over at Padium. Yeah. You know, we, you know, off the, off the pitch. Very, off the pitch, very passionate, man. Off the pitch. Yeah. I'll have a drink with him on, over a bar and, you know, and we'll, we'll have a bit of banter, but well, 90 minutes is on, we'll lock arms. He wants to kill you and you want to kill exactly. him. Exactly, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. It's mutual respect. It is. It's, it's, it's got to be mutual respect, but because we're both wanting the same ends and it's mutual respect. But the thing is, in, sorry, going on to, you know, all, all through football, but I, listen, unless you've been a manager and I, and I respect everybody that throws their hat in the ring. I would never criticise everybody who throws their hat in the ring to become a manager at whatever level you're managing, more so in, 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 the, in the national pyramid, uh, uh, football pyramid. In my honest opinion, right, I, they've got my utmost respect. So unless you have been a manager, you don't understand what it fully entails because... You've got to make ruthless decisions. And when and for whatever reason you've got to make these ruthless decisions, and whatever decision you make is not always going to be popular. It's certainly not going to be popular because the fans out there are privy to what's going on fully. So it might be their favourite player. In terms of non-league football, it could be their blinking son, which yeah, becomes yeah. a blinking problem yeah. because the parents are a nightmare. That's an headache. That's an headache. So they always think that their son is better and they will start to judge the cell and think, why is he still picking in when my son is not in? Yeah. My son is better than him. But that's a matter of opinion. Yeah. And there's reasons behind things. It's not about favouritism or anything. In every game of football, there are roles and responsibilities. And if certain players aren't adhering to their roles and responsibilities fully, and another player is and does, then that's is that not football? Is that not where somebody's going to be taken out and somebody gets put in? So what I'm trying to get at is, as a manager, it's a difficult job. You can't have you can't have favourites. You can't. You've got to make ruthless decisions, and you've got to be um, stick by. But you've your, got to be single-minded. Yeah, and stick by your principles of what you're doing. Yeah. Now, it can be a lonely place as a manager because. The fans are against, and especially the bigger fan base you've got, because it could be the favourite player that you've had to take out to make this decision. Equally, you know, you're not the flavour of month when you leave that player out with the player, because mm. he's not happy. No. And he's got influence. And he's got influence, exactly. So what happens is, if your decision goes pear-shaped for whatever reason, Every player in a club, because that's where you've got the bond in the team, they will speak to the mates in the team, and, and then the mates will say, "Why well, they got beat?" Well, I can't believe he dropped you. I think it happened. I, at can't New, believe. I think it happened at Newcastle when with Rude Ullett when he he dropped Alan Shearer. You know, it, it came back to bite him on the uh, on the backside, and that was at the end of Rude after uh, after making that decision, which it would be, wouldn't it? You know, you you dropping the uh, the main man. And he's got so much influence within the club. Well, well yeah. And, and what they do, what what what, what they do, it, it just happens. It's unfortunately, it, it does happen. You know, if you're winning, if you're winning games of football, nobody can question what you've done. Even though inside them, yeah, they want to. They want to do. But they're going to look like an ass if they do. Well, they can't do. It, no, they can't. They, but as soon as your results go against you, they've got ammunition. They've got ammunition. That brings me. This brings me. To the toxic situation at Newcastle. Yeah, I'm telling you, I feel so sorry for Steve Bruce. He's taking a real battery, right? It? And these Newcastle, look, one of my ex-players, he's probably watching this. I don't know whether he'll be watching it or not. 
but he'll probably come on and give me a load of stick because he's new. Set the board, set Bruce and all that. Yeah. I feel sorry for him because he's passionate for Newcastle. Right, Brian Welsh is a majority lad, great lad. His, his lads comes and watches us and everything, great lad. But I'm telling you, and, and he's he's not behind the door, he understands he's been former Burnley, he's played at Burnley. But I'm, I'm telling you, we're not all not privy of what's going on at that club. Right? We know this problem, but there's obviously there has been for a long while. But this is my point, right? And I'm not saying this is happening, but take this, take this Steve Bruce situation, right. He's gone into a club that's unstable for whatever reason. Great club, obviously massive club, and, and fan base and fan bases and, and all passionate people there yeah. uh, that are that are back that club through thick and thin. But in any appointment in any football club, not every fan is going to like the appointment. No, you're not. You can't, any, you can't make everyone football. happy, can you? Correct. It's not going to happen, right? So. They've appointed Steve Bruce. So Steve Bruce has gone in there. There'll be people up at Newcastle that, that when he made the appointment, yeah, good lad, he's a Newcastle fan. You know, now that itself should tell you that he'll want the best for Newcastle United because he's a Newcastle fan. Yeah. It's not like if, let's say, for instance, I'm a Manchester United fan and I go on and, I, and I, you know, and I, I, I'm, I'm managing another club, but obviously I'm going to do my best for that club because yeah. I want to. Well, yeah. But it, but it, it's it, it's it's loads better if you're a, if you're a, if you're a Man United it fan. Means and more because, because and you're Man United. It's it's it, personal. It, of course it is. You're Man United. He's yeah. you know so Newcastle. He's Newcastle. Steve Bruce. So these have been appointed at Newcastle. Now then, again, Steve Bruce for whatever reasons. I mean, again in management. And again, I'm going to repeat myself. I have got the utmost respect for every manager at whatever level they are because they're doing a manager's job. They want to do it. And I, and I say to people I've had running to me, listen, don't question me. If you want to be a manager, go and do it. And I'll give yeah. you all the backing. Throw your cap into it. Exactly. Don't be an outsider that thinks they can do the job, but you've never tried it. Go and try it. Because until you try it, yeah. you'll never know. Well, it's, it, you're there to be shot down, aren't you? You're there to yeah, be you know, all the time. courage to be a to be a manager. So, go, so going back to Newcastle, I I firmly believe watching the situation unfold at Newcastle, everything he's had injury problems. He's got he's lost his best player, who's his best player and everything. But it's toxic. Mm. I'm not saying this, player, but you look at. I'm not sure who signed Andy Carroll. But do you know what? And I'm not saying this I'm is... Not sure if but Andy Carroll was a favourite, firm favourite. He's a firm favourite up there. He is. And I'll guarantee that Andy Carroll... He's got some pulling power. I'll get some... He's got pulling power. I'm not saying this has happened, but this is the kind of thing I'm trying to get at. Yeah. So if he can't buy a, a shirt at Newcastle... Yeah. yeah. It, the bottom line is, whether he's getting paid or what he's getting paid, he still wants to be involved in that team. Yeah, and he wants to play. But if the manager, for whatever reason, doesn't feel that he fits into his plans, right? And I'm not saying this has happened. No, I'm just using this scenario. This scenario. Yeah. So if he feels that Andy Carroll is not the answer and he doesn't fit in my plans, deep inside, Andy Carroll and nobody else wants Andy Carroll. He's stuck at Newcastle, and he's in contract. He's stuck at Newcastle, but the manager's giving him just bits of time here and bits of time there. Right, so straight away it goes without saying. I'm not saying again, I have to repeat myself that I'm not saying that this is definitely Andy Carroll that's doing this, but I'm no, saying we're just using this as a scenario. scenario. So, straight away, he trains with players every day, he's influencing, he'll go out and socialize with some of the players because that's what has happened in the club. They'll go play snooker, they'll go have a meal or whatever, whatever yeah. golf or whatever, and uh, 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 whatever. So, then all of a sudden, they're talking. And if he's an influencer, he's influencing other players. Yeah. And because the results, he hasn't turned the club round on results and performances. Well, results. More and more ammunition has that player got. And more and more do players. So it's got to the situation. When you watch that game the other day against Brighton, it was quite obvious that there were certain players on that pitch that didn't give an absolute toss for the shirt. Yeah. Forget Steve Bruce. It yeah. should have been personal. It should have been for the, for the, the claim for, for, the that club. for the shirt, the yeah. club. And what I'm trying to say is, is it's toxic. Now, if we turn all the relegation teams, and I'm going to say this to you, right? If you look at the relegation teams at the bottom of the Premier League at the minute. So if I said to you, stuck right at the bottom is Sheffield United. 
Yeah. Would you say that even though that they had a bad start, a bad season, and, and, and there's reasons behind it? I mean, last year, Chris Wilder, the greatest thing since oh, Spice fantastic. Bread, fantastic. And this season, he can't buy a win for whatever reason. We're more or less the same players, group of players. But the question I'm going to put to you, when you watch Sheffield United play, I see a togetherness. Yeah, I agree. Every single man is running for that is running for that man and running for that shirt. Correct, hundred percent, hundred percent. And I think that's one of the reasons why a lot of the supporters have not been critical of Chris Wilder. In fact, they were supporting him when he when he was released of his uh, of his duties. They were going up in arms. Yeah, because it shouldn't have happened. No, no. So let's go to the next the next team, right? West Bromwich Albion. Now. I have my opinions about West Bromwich. I have my opinion. They should never have said. Billet should have never left. Never. But you've got to remember that they, so as we sit here now and look at Sam Allardyce's record at West Brom to Billich's short term, to me. Yeah, they've gone backwards. They've gone backwards. That's how that's the beauty of being that's the beauty of being live. Yeah. But we won't be answering it. <laughs> So, my my point. This is my this is my um, my point. They're a team going down, and I don't think they really care if they go down or not. Some of them players. Well, I look at. I don't think they should have made the, tra- the, 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 the transfer. You know, over to Sam Allardyce. I don't think they should have done it, but they've done it. Yeah. Now this brings me to the point. How many of them players were, were Billich's players and how many of Sam Allardyce's players? Because if the Billich's players, again, it comes back to my point, what I said, what I kind of, uh, I, I kind of said before, is, you know, are some of the players reticent because Sam Allardyce yeah. has, has come in and, and Billich has gone? And just going through the motions. I'm just going through the motions because I don't see it together in a team. No, I don't. I just see. And, and I see only, a relegated and, side and, straight and, away. And you know what else I see, which, is, which kind of upsets me a little and I could be wrong here. I look at Sam Allardyce and his it, his body language is what am I doing here? Yeah, it's I, it's not what we're used to seeing. Not used to what we're used to seeing. It's like you watch his body language and he's like sits in the knees. Well, Sammy Lee though. Sammy Lee's passionate and he's there. Yeah. And he, but, but, but even watching Sam on his even watching Sam on his interviews. He's not. He's not coming no. over as positive. He's a beaten now, man now, already. He's a beaten man. Now that's because he probably knows more. Because he, it's like anything. It's like it's like turning around and it's like uh, if I said that there's a building on this on this site on the, on 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 this ground that that really is. Everybody says to me, I get builders in to see what we can do with. They say it just needs pulling down and restarting again. And I don't really want to pull it down and restart it again. Yeah. So I, I go to somebody and say, listen, can you work miracles? What can you do with that? Keep I want you to do it. And he goes, look at that. You're asking me something now, but I'll give it a go. <laughs> yeah, Lee, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll give it a go. Yeah. So I kind of think that's what Sam's thinking. Yeah. You know, well, you're in a bit of a dicky's netter, really, but I'll give it a go. Well, because of his experience, he's gone into the training ground. He's, he's seen what the guys are all about. And he's probably thinking, maybe I've uh, bitten off more than I can chew here. <laughs> yeah, that's what I think. And giving up the ghost. Giving up the ghost and things. <laughs> what, what chance have I? Yeah. What, so that's chance. why he just sits in his chair. Yeah, that's what I think anyway. Anyway, but then that brings me to Fulham. Now I look at Fulham. Now yeah. I love watching You're a big Fulham. fan of Fulham. Oh. I, I and just, the Scott Parker way I of playing. I just love Scott Parker. I, I love the way he comes across. He's in a relegation. He's been in a relegation all season. He doesn't put his players under no pressure. No. He's operating a team that's basically not his own because it's all they're all lone players, and he's trying to gel them and pull them together. But they are playing some good but football. They're playing good football, and you can see a spirit in the camp, a massive, massive spirit. And basically, again, I look at I'm comparing the Newcastle situation with Fulham. He's talking cheese. It's absolutely chalk and cheese. So I kind of, I kind of, again come back to about players playing for the club and the badge and the manager. Hundred percent of Fulham. 
There's another club you're not mentioned, no, but I think you're going to come on to them. Yeah, there's two clubs I haven't mentioned that yeah. coming on to them. Um, and then we go from, from, from Fulham and you look at Brighton. Again, th there's a togetherness at Brighton. Yeah. You see it at Brighton and they play great football. And, you know, Potter's you know, very underrated. Potter is, is a good <laughs> And he again comes yeah. over. And there's players, you can see it, they're playing, they're playing for him. Yeah. They're absolutely playing for him. And again, he seems to be getting better all the time. Correct. And then we can even go just you know one step further. But I've always said that they won't, they won't, they won't get relegated. I mean, they just need a few more wins, but they won't get relegated. It's Burnley, and you look at you look at Burnley with Sean Dyche. You know, I mean, you know what you're going to get. Sean Dyche is a shrewd manager. Well, very, Rob, very... Rob Rob made a comment. He made a comment about you know the, the partnership between Dyche and Moore. It's a good partnership. Well, yeah, it's an important partnership and a good partnership. Yeah, and 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 you, you look. You know what he knows what he's got at that club. Yeah. Nobody knows better than what he's got. And there's games he goes into, and we've all been guilty of it. I have you having you're a Burnley supporter. You know, Stuart, Stuart Craig's on there, and Stuart Craig's put a comment on there about Mint Imperials go on Brent on. Yeah. Right? Stuart Craig's a, a big Burnley, a Burnley supporter, as as Connor Knights and you know. Andrew Knight, they're all, you know, the Burnley support. He's a good hairdresser as well, I think, Stuart Craig. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, not for us. We're knackered. <laughs> we won't get anything out of us. <laughs> it'd be with us, mate. <laughs> so, but what I'm getting at, Bert, yeah. so he knows what he's got. He knows his limitations. He knows his limitations, but when he goes into some games, we're critical because we go, well, that was dire. But, listen, he sets them up to get a result and he knows that he can't be open and expansive because he'll just get... He, he, can't well, we got chewed team. up against Spurs, didn't we, down at what? Why down, well, down at the, uh, the new Wembley, place. Wembley. 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 No, the, the new one. He set him up to, you know, to attack, and we, you know, they, they ripped us to bits on on that afternoon. But like, it's well, about it's structure. Games, it's a structure in a game. But then other games, as we saw in the last game, were it with the last game, they were different. In Connecticut, like, well, they were like well, watching Brazil. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, if they had yellow shirts on, you'd have thought it were Brazil. Well, I think it was against. The game against Arsenal. Yep. Well, uh, I'm not sure yeah. which game it were, but it's chalk and cheese. But again, what I'm trying to say is, are then players playing for Sean Dyche? In, you know, I mean, I mean, look, you've got a local lad there, and for whatever reason, and I'm not trying to pick Sean's brains here or anything like that, but in Rodriguez, you know, a good player. I mean, one thing you get out of Rodriguez when he goes on a pitch, he does work hard for you. Yeah. He will run down channels. He will chase lost courses. He will do it. And he's a but good, that's the Burnley lad. But he's a Burnley lad as well. But but at the minute, what I'm trying to say, in reverse to what I was getting at before, there's been games where he hasn't been, where he hasn't had a look in, and he's not been playing, whether he's been injured or not. But then, but then he's been coming off the bench. But he's accepted it. When he's not, he, obviously no players happy. But he's not a rocker. He doesn't seem like he's that one of them where he's dropping bombs. No. Because that situation is not happening. He's making an impact every time he comes on the pitch. And what I'm getting at is that Sean Dyche probably does it. Well, I know he does. Due diligence before he signs a player. So he would not have a player with, a, with the chances of who's going to drop little bombs all over the place. The mind is, the mind is almost as, as important as your, as, your, as your technical ability. Yeah. So what I'm getting at is... There's a togetherness at Burnley. So all them teams I've named, there's only one club that's not got a togetherness. And that's West Brom. And I, and I, no, no well, all right, two then, Newcastle. Yeah. It's Newcastle, right? And there's an all-togetherness. And, and that's what brings me back. It's toxic. But there's somebody in that club, and it ain't looking Steve Bruce. No, that are sowing the seeds. That are sowing the seeds. And it's a problem, and they need to get that looking bad apple. And the trouble is, if whoever it is... Mm. Is, is, is kind of because we've seen it look, they might be pros at the end of the day but they do mix in the community yeah. they are going to where the fans are at times I mean not now because we're in lockdown so it only needs hey what's going on then there's a player and they, hey yeah. what's going on at Newcastle what's happening so when you're in Newcastle people are talking and they say oh well like, well Lincoln, that Steve Bruce and based on that Bruce don't stand the chance and before you know where you are then fans they're, they're talking they're, 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 so after Blinking fans, it's all round them. Then the it? directors get wind of it. Uh, and, it and it becomes a talking point in the boardroom. And the guy, I feel sorry for Steve Bruce because he... It's going to end. He, well, he looked yeah. Well, he, he's, he has suffered in the past. 
you know, with his nerves and his his mental health, and it's it, it's not good. But I'll tell you now, just to finalise this, this this little bit of conversation, what we're having. At any walk of life, even at our level of football, you've got players there potentially when they're not in the team, and even you can have it when they're in the team, but the best mate's not in the team, you'll still get it because they'll say, I mean, I remember, I'm not going to name the names, I remember, and it was out of order, this would happen, I remember a game we played, and I think, I'm not sure if it were in Ashton Town, away a few seasons back, can't remember where it was now. I think it rushed in time. I might be wrong. And a player in question was left. There were two players left in the changing room when I were like just picking the last bits up off the floor and having a chat. We we're having a chat about football and that about the game. And one of them, my captain at that time, said to me, "But the player were there. If he'd have said this without the player being there and said what he had to say, it had been a different matter." But he said to me. I thought you were a bit out of order today, leaving. And I'm not going to use his name because no. it wouldn't be right. No, I mean, you are. He said, I thought you were a bit out of order leaving so and so out. I said, well, what makes you think that? I said, come on. I said, you're only saying that because you're left. Yeah. Put you in a bit I said, of I said I'm not being funny. I said, I'm sorry, you, you just put me like the lad's here. I said, but I want to tell you it straight. You, you're a football person. You're not stupid. You know what football's about. You've played at, the, at a decent level, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And you're trying to tell me that I'm out of order leaving him out. And you know that the lad's not up for it. And he's not good enough. Yeah. I said, that's bang about out of order. I said, whilst I'm the manager, he's got a lot to do to get in my team. Yeah. I said, you, you, I said, I'm sorry. I'm, and I turned to the lad. Yeah. I said, listen. But he's put you in that I situation. I said, he's put me in that position. I said, and that's why I'm defending him. Yeah. Right. I said, and that's the way, yeah. way I see it. But you so didn't listen, want it to be that way. No. But it didn't need to be. It didn't need to be. If he had a problem with his lift, he should have come and seen me in the office without the lift. And you could have sorted the lift and out. I, 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 yeah, <laughs> but I'd have said it to him, yeah. come on, you're not blinking that. But yeah. they do, this is yeah. what they do. Yeah. Because it's the mate, that's my lift. Because your captain is experienced. Yeah. And he, he, you know, he knew how to pick a team just as much as, as you did. Exactly. But it's opinion. <laughs> but I'm not being funny yeah. and I'm not being disrespectful to those. To the lad, but he wasn't up to the level where he needed, and to he be. knows that. And deep down, if it wasn't his lift, if that conversation wouldn't have happened, it wouldn't have happened. But it was his lift, so that's what I'm saying. Yeah, anything to add, Brent? It's been uh, it's, it's gone really quick. Two and two is four, two and two is four. Burnabout, <laughs> burnabout to bake up. What's Robert saying on here? Hold on, let's have a look. Yeah, Rob, yeah, let's uh, bring him in, bring him into the room. I on the Dash interview, he has someone ring a player's school and that's what their attitude and behaviour was like, yeah? And if they were uh, arseholes at school, then it raises question marks right away. The research for a transfer is unreal. It is. It's mind, isn't it? Well, Mentality yeah. of players. Yeah. Attitudes. But it depends whether, what, what he means by arseholes at school. When I were at school, I were, I were the looking <laughs> classes for the... Um, I bet you were. I, 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 we used to sit at the back with the girls. I bet you had whoopee cushion on teachers. Oh, listen, or pins. Was, listen, back in the classroom, we had an elastic band and a piece of paper and the nicest girl in the class who yeah. wanted to draw attention to. I know. You'd pling it, so it flipped the back of her ear. Did you ever have pea shoot, huh? Yeah. You know, dry, dry peas that you used to... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> In fact, we were that bad, seriously. For those of you ever used to watch it, that Fen Street gang, you remember, we were like that in school. Bash Street. Bash, Bash Street, kids. Well, Fen Street, they used to do a programme, weren't they? Please, sir, with Fen Street gang. When were this? 60s? Yeah, probably, yeah. Just looking at your YouTube, look at it. Funny as that. it's funny as that. But we were like that. They, they, were, the Fen, they called it the Fen Street gang. We were that bad in school of being not, not bad in... We, the teachers really loved us. Yeah, because we were like likable. Your boys, rogues, likable rogues. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it ended up because the girls wanted to learn, and we didn't. All we wanted to do was play football. They ended up <laughs> taking the girls out to our farm. Seriously, I'm not yeah. telling you. But we all got privileges because they come, they come teachers. That's why I'm as thick as anything. <laughs> <laughs> Spell. I don't know. As far as I'm concerned, is is it is. to eleven. Well, it is is is. I, I yeah. can put H-I-S if I feel like you, or I-S. Yeah. It's crazy. When you, where is where? When you're writing these emails to uh, 
FA to the people at the uh, at the top. They must be having a right little giggle. Well, well we must need a translator. No, I have a good friend. Don't I have a good friend? Spell check. Spell, spell check. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Brent, absolute pleasure as always. Top man. Look after yourself, guys. Thank you. See you later.